welcome back to the Meraki Unbox podcast. My name is Sammy Brenner. I'm going to be taking you through the episode today. Um, it's been a while. It's good to be back. I'm really excited about our guest today. We're kind of doing something new, which will be cool. Um, but before I jump in, shameless plug, go ahead and download, subscribe, tell all of your friends, uh, catch up on the podcast episodes if you've missed any over the, the holiday shutdown that we've got coming up here over Thanksgiving if you're in the U.S. Um, and if you have any ideas or you want to collaborate with us, go ahead and tweet at Meraki Simon. And we will be sure to collaborate with you if it makes sense. We're always looking for new content. Um, and just a little teaser, we're going to have a very, very awesome episode coming up in February here. So stay tuned. Um, and Simon and I can kind of give you some more context to that later. Um, but without further ado, let's jump in today. I want to introduce our guest. So we have Archit. Sanjdeva, um, who has been with Cisco Meraki for over a year now in our apprenticeship program based out of the UK. And he started as a on the systems engineering team as an apprentice, and he's been realigned as an IoT specialist. And we thought it'd be really cool to kind of jump in today and talk about what is our apprenticeship program? What does that look like at Cisco Meraki? Um, so I'm going to go ahead and welcome Archet to the podcast. How are you? I'm doing very well, Sammy. Thank you for having me. It's cool to be in the in the studio, you know. Good. Yeah, in the in the virtual studio. Because where are you right now? In the globe. I, I'm in I'm in sunny India at the moment at my grandparents' house. Oh my gosh! Amazing. This is really the definition of hybrid work, folks. You gotta love it. Um, okay, so without further ado, I always like to start with this question with every guest. Let's start from the beginning. Tell us your story and how did you land at Cisco Meraki. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, going to school in the UK, I was always a very like mathsy kind of nerdy kid. And I tried to get these circular glasses actually to, to try and get rid of that, that kind of stereotype. I used to have these like square kind of glasses. And, uh, you know, as part of the stereotype, I, I was very into like maths and physics and computer science, all the kind of like quite maths and logically logical kind of subjects. And going through school, I, I kind of knew that I wanted to end up either doing maths or doing technology or engineering or something of that sort. Now I applied for a bunch of universities and I, I got good grades, like the, the grades weren't a problem, but I just kind of thought I'll apply to a few apprenticeships. And the reason I applied was actually to prepare for some interviews for the universities. And I, I had no kind of intention while I was interviewing that I'm, I'm actually gonna join one of these companies. But I remember doing the, the Cisco interview and it just seemed like too good to be true. You know, you work from home, you get paid, you get a free degree. And you and the, the best part is what I really love. You, you you don't get tied down to one role. You get to rotate around different parts of the business. And I just kind of thought, you know, if I can pass this interview, this will be very very cool. Um, and yeah, from 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 there, I guess I was very very fortunate, and, and still still even now, I'm very very grateful that I I, I got in, uh, got into Cisco, and yep. yeah, I, I started in a sales role, then moved to Meraki SE because it just it just sounded cool, you know. Uh, I, I saw the I saw the green logo. I didn't know too much about it, and I just gave it a go. And um, and yeah, and from from there, I ended up really liking IoT and cameras and sensors and that whole side of things. And it also had a lot of like the, the programmability and the the cool stuff that I was I was hoping to uh, get involved in from the start. And and here I am, I guess, on the podcast. Wow! Wow! 
Wow, look at that. Yeah, I think that's incredible. And and we'll talk a little bit about the apprenticeship program and making it your own and kind of the different, because um, there's rotations, right, throughout this program. So we'll get into that in a second. But we actually had, had one, um, I lead the ADR organization globally at Meraki, and we had one in our ADR program, and he was a freaking rock star. Um, people loved him. We wanted to hire him right away, but you kind of have to go through this two-year rotation or um, is it four years or two years? Four, four years for the Oh, it program. is. It is four years. Okay. Yeah. So he had to go, you know, complete his full rotation before we could, you know, hire him and bring him on. But really we were able to make that apprenticeship what we wanted to right for six months with him. And I think that was kind of the coolest part about it is finding out what his strengths and his passions were and playing those up within the apprenticeship role. So let me ask in like in the current spot you're in with your apprenticeship program, what does your day-to-day look like? And can you kind of dive more into what you're doing right now? Yeah, absolutely. And, and ju- just to touch on your earlier point, you know, yeah, it's, it's fantastic that we can, we can kind of choose so much, so much, so many different rotations and even within the rotations, because we're a global company, I, I could be, for example, I'm here in India right now talking to you in the States. So it's, it's amazing how many teams you can get involved in. Um, as for my day-to-day, at the moment, a lot of my uh, projects are focused on video creation, video editing, storytelling. Uh, I just find that it, it really helps to, not, first of all, it helps me document my own journey and get like a level of visibility. But also, like, it seems to be helping the other teams. It seems to be helping them, you know, figure out how to, how to tell stories and how to present IoT in a more captivating way, especially as it's, it's growing so much. It's important that we get the, uh, the messaging right. Uh, on top of that, I'm studying for my DevNet certification, which is a prog- programmability certification. Uh, already failed the exam once, <laughs> but it has, it has recalibrated me. It's, it's got, got the, the fire burning inside for me to, to get it on the, on the next one. And then, you, you the, know, the we say one. failure is a first attempt in learning. So I wouldn't even look at it as that. Exactly. I, 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 re- I remember that actually, with our, we, we had a teacher in, in year five who always used to tell us that actually. Yeah. I like Great. That. <laughs> uh, and then there's well, one more thing I'm involved in, which is just kind of sales calls and, and, you know, talking to customers, talking to partners and yeah, kind of delivering the storytelling uh, and delivering the, the Meraki IOT piece. Mm-hmm. So for those folks listening, um, Archet made a really awesome video about storytelling, right? And the power of storytelling and why it's so important. And for our listeners out there who know Cisco Meraki, like that is our bread and butter, right? Is telling our customers and our partners these amazing stories about how our solution solves real problems. So, you know, I want to talk to you a little bit about this video that you made, um, which encompasses four different stories around our IoT platform and in the importance of storytelling. Why, like, I know that's something that you light up around, right? Your passion around it. What is, what is it about the IoT platform specifically in storytelling that is so captivating to you? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. I guess, you know, if you think back to when you're in school, those of you watching at home, you think back to when you're in school and some of the best moments in school is when the teacher is telling you a story, you know, whether you're five years old, 10 years old, 15 years old, there always seems to be stories that connect with with people and and even right now like age 20 like I I love reading I love you know watching movies and I guess the more you can provide that experience in in business and not just in your personal life the more that people feel comfortable and safe and uh kind of you know understand your 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 piece a lot better so that that was kind of the 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 driving force behind it I also found that 
a lot of the times I got onto, you know, sales calls or customer events, partner events, and I almost started listing out the, the, the product specifications, right? And as you know, that's boring. Like even if we do have the best products, the product specifications and like video quality and retention and all that, customers don't want to hear that. They want to hear how it's going to make their life easier, how it's going to make their life better. So I guess that that's why I decided to create this kind of reusable resource um, for storytelling. Mm, very cool. I like that a lot. And what, you know, you, you gave that example of, Hey, when I was in school, you know, those most captivating times was when the teacher was storytelling. Do you feel like you have kind of like a passion around it? I mean, where did this, cause I'm, I'm looking at your eyes right now when we're talking, you're, you're lighting up talking about it. I guess I'm trying to dig in, like, where did this come from? Has, have you always been that way? Have you always loved the art of storytelling? Um, I, I think, yeah, I've, I've always really enjoyed reading. I, I read like Percy Jackson and Harry Potter and all, all the classics. Um, I, I guess in, in lockdown, I had a lot of time where I was, I was reading a lot because obviously there was like nothing else to do. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I was like reading, listening to audiobooks. And I, I guess, yeah, just, 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 just from there on, I've, I've kind of loved that art of, you know, bringing something to life. Because this is, this is the thing, when it's a story, it's not just words on a page anymore. You're, you can mm -hmm. imagine it in your head. And I, I love that, that transition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There you go. I, I, you hit the nail on the head when you talk about bringing things to life, right? This idea, this vision. Um, so speaking of bringing things to life, perfect segue. Uh, I think the apprenticeship program is really unique. You and I touched on this before. It's not a, hey, sit down day one, here's your packet. This is what you're going to do. I think our apprenticeship program at Cisco Marketing really allows the apprentice sh to shape the role into what they need it to be for them, right? And I always say open mouths get fed. Earlier, before we hit the record button, you were talking about building APIs, right? Which is so awesome. That's a huge part of Meraki is our ecosystem and our marketplace. And we've actually had that team on the podcast and talked to them somewhat recently. Um, to us about that. What? Do, how do you build an API? I don't know where to even begin. Neither do I. <laughs> no, I mean, like, like I say, it's it's something I'm I'm very very passionate about. I've I've done done my DevNet exam and I'm I'm, I'm working on it at the moment. But I guess the, the the reason why it's so it's so exciting is it becomes a bespoke solution. You know, for for a customer, it becomes something that is integrated not just into their you know, IT space, but also into their business operations, you know, like imagine if you could build a computer vision model that could detect hard hats or like um, goggles or face masks, you know, just building that bespoke solution on top of what the, the Meraki platform already provides is I think really, really special. And what, what's also really cool is that they're getting easier and easier to, to build, like to build computer vision. Now there's already a lot of like templates and kind of starting points. So it's becoming more and more accessible. And obviously it's, it's very useful. It's very sticky for the customer. It's, it's very fun for us to, to get involved in projects like that and sometimes involve like ecosystem partners as well. So yeah, there, there's a lot going on. It's almost like a, a playground of, of tools and, and things that we can add. Right. So, so in this process of learning how to do it, right. I know you're kind of just starting, starting off. Did you say to your manager within the program, Hey, this is something that's really exciting and I'm getting my DevNet certification. Can you give me a stab at like building the code behind this? Like, how do you even bring this kind of vision to fruition that you have in your head? Yeah, exactly that. I mean, 
Uh, my manager and I think all all, all manager, managers at Meraki are very like dynamic. They 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 never really tie you down to oh this is this is your job role so therefore this is what you'll do. Um, I, I I just mentioned it to him you know almost quite casually once he was like yeah yeah, yeah you should definitely do it. Here here's some resources for the exam. Here's some projects you can get involved in and straight away you're thrown in the deep end and and that's what gives you the best learning curve I guess. Sure does getting thrown in the deep end that intimidates a lot of people though. Right, just getting completely thrown into the deep end, having to figure it out. Do you have tools, trips, tricks, recommendations? Maybe there are some folks listening out there who are earlier in their career, right? Or they want to take a risk in their job and try something new. How do you, you seem so calm with the unknown. <laughs> calm face, hearts pounding inside right now. So there you go. Um, no, you know, I, there's, there's someone who always comes to mind when I think of risk, when I think of like, you know, well, whether I could fail at something and it's Elon Musk, because he, he spends, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of directions we can go in with Elon Musk, but I'll, I'll be careful with my words here. He, he, he fires rockets, he, he fires rockets into space. And some of these rockets are costing like 10, 20, 30 billion dollars. And I mean, if he can risk billions of dollars, and surely I can risk trying to build an API and, and, and messing up a network, you know, once in a while, if, if it's my own personal network. So I guess that's the thing, you know, almost, you almost got to expect, expect failure to start off with and just keep doing it and doing it and doing it and iterating until you naturally uh, get better at it. Yeah, absolutely. I think there was a great, do you ever listen to the podcast, How We Built This by Guy Raz? Oh, it's a good one. So it's founders talking about, you know, creating things and um, the gentleman who created the Dyson vacuum, I think he had like over a thousand prototypes before he hit it finally. Yeah. And he was in his forties or fifties, right? It happened much, much later in his career. Um, that idea of iterating and failing and taking risk and trying again. Um, and look at where he is now. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's interesting. I suppose that, that that's one way of looking at it. And another way, if, if you really are very scared, mm-hmm. is just scaling down, you know, you don't have to build an API that detects hard hats or, or zero boxes or anything like that just yet. You can just, you know, take it one step at a time, da- download the, the packages that you need, um, you know, watch some videos, ask some of the people, just even having conversations about it definitely, definitely is a good starting point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Stripping it back a little bit, doing things step-by-step, not getting overwhelmed by looking at this like whole big holistic picture. That is, that's great advice. Um, so you're still getting your degree, right? You've been in the mm-hmm. program for about a year and a half now. You've jumped to several different teams. Talk to us maybe about something that has been the most surprising thing about your time at Cisco Meraki in this apprenticeship program. What didn't you expect? Most surprising? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great question. I guess I, I, I didn't expect how, how far our reach is, you know, and how many different kind of industries, verticals we, we hit, how many different countries we're in. Uh, what, one of the projects I'm, I'm working on right now, kind of a side project is trying to get licensing sorted in, in India, because obviously our cameras have to be licensed like separately in every country. And mm. yeah, there's, there's, there's kind of new, new, new challenges and new, new problems that come with that, you know, because obviously different countries have different relative, relative currencies, different kind of use cases they want to hit. So yeah, I guess I, I didn't expect to be working on such a global scale so quickly, but it's a, it's a, a pleasant surprise, definitely. Wow. That's amazing that you're involved in that project. Hmm. Very cool. So what's it, like, what is specifically your involvement? Is it because you are there that you, you know, maybe know certain things around like this license thing, like how or like, what's your, what's your play? I suppose it helps that I'm, I'm in a better time zone now. Um, right. So obviously the, the time zones match. So it allows me to do some projects, which aren't like at, at 10 PM, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, 
it's it's because of that and i'm also working with uh james mckee who's uh someone i work with in australia mm-hmm. and obviously his his well, i'm closer to his time zone as well now and he's been involved in um pushing to get the the licensing in in india uh for a while now so yeah yeah very cool i love that that they're just kind of throwing you in and seeing what works mm-hmm. very cool and you get to decide from there and be discerning like this is what I really like, or maybe I worked on that and I didn't love that so much. So, you know, what, what's next for you? What's your, you you know, you graduate after four years, you finish the apprenticeship program. If you had a crystal ball and you were looking five, 10 years down the road, where do you see yourself? It's a hard question. I think, especially because technology changes so fast, especially in this space, it's obviously there's no way of me knowing for sure, but I'm loving Racky IoT. Honestly, I, I I really enjoy where I'm right now, and I, I would love to try other places and you know look at the rest of the stack as well. But even if I if I stay here and I'm able to contribute in a bigger way, maybe take some bigger accounts um, under my belt, that would be that would be the dream. You know, to kind of do, do it myself and also to to help other people and you know create more videos, create more content, create more um, yeah uh, artifacts, I guess, for other people to to reuse. <clears throat> So are you thinking more sales focused or engineering focused or like a hybrid? Kind of hybrid. Yeah, kind of hybrid. I find that that's, it's something I enjoy and, and, you know, you're, you're doing two roles. So you're, you're, you're more valuable to the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds like a sales engineer is right up your alley. Well, let me know <laughs> when you get there. We're always looking for amazing sales engineers on our team. How do you think um, compared to the other folks you know, at the university doing the same degree you are in the same program you are, how do you think this Meraki apprenticeship program is setting you up for success in a different way? What, what skill sets do you feel like are being flushed out that are going to serve you um, once you graduate? Mm, so I think storytelling is a big one. Mentioned that mm-hmm. programmability, uh, a massive one. And yeah, I, I guess just the how dynamic it is, how 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 fast it's moving, um, and as soon as you've got a, a kind of service, because I suppose Mareki does have products, but that you know the the unique selling point is is the dashboard, right? The, the single pane of glass. So, I guess working with technology that's always changing, like rapidly, is is definitely a good uh, a good skill set to have. Um, and and obviously, we're working with working with a lot of people, working with a range of people, working very dynamically definitely helps you helps you in the future helps you to you know be be prepared come what may in the world of technology that's right right being dynamic being able to move quickly change is the only constant so the sooner you can kind of get on board and deal with that the better you are that's awesome you definitely sound uh ready to take on the challenge once once you get there um you know i, I think at meraki it's something we should call out on the podcast we're really big on diversity right and promoting that idea of not only making diverse hires but once we bring that diverse talent into the organization making sure those folks feel that sense of inclusion and building a diverse bench of talent and having div- diverse culture is a huge part of meraki um Talk to us a little bit about the the culture on your team, right? The the apprenticeship program, um, the different folks that you started with, right? How do you, you know, how do you kind of, what is the culture, I guess, on that team? And how do you promote diversity, uh, you know, among that team? Mm, so do you mean in, in the apprenticeship or in? In the apprenticeship team? program specifically. Yep. Yeah, I mean, we have a very, very diverse um, group of people, actually. There's there's some people who are, I mean, I'm, I'm 20 years old. There's some people who are 
25. I think the oldest apprentice is 31. So there's really a, a big range of, you know, experiences and backgrounds to learn from. Um, and yeah, I guess the the, the way we, we promote it is we have a lot of like celebration days, you know, we um, have like volunteering days or we can volunteer for like causes we're, we're quite passionate about. Um, yeah, the, 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 the culture in, in Cisco is, is fantastic, as you know, and I think that the apprenticeship program in particular really, really tries to highlight that with like, you know, videos and events. And there's I think there's um, communities as well. I'm part of the Indian community, which is a lot of fun. They they, they send you like sweets and stuff on Diwali. Um, and there's it's, it's really good to have, you know, the, these separate kind of groups to be to be involved in within the business to really feel at home. That's amazing. I love to hear that you feel that same kind of sense of culture within the the apprenticeship program. Um, well, it was a pleasure talking today. We'll wrap up. I'm going to ask one more question, but this has just been a lot of fun getting to know you and hopefully folks out there and our listeners are a little bit more familiar with the apprenticeship program and what it does and how it sets our people up for success. If you could go back and give yourself advice a year and a half ago before you started this program, I think we're always hard on ourselves. So I, I want to ask this question. Um, what advice would you give yourself before joining Meraki that you wish you had known? That's a great question. I think looking into APIs and starting messing around with that kind of stuff early would have been good. Again, mm -hmm. I, I wish I would have almost lowered the bar and just started having conversations about it because it was almost, I mean, I'm, I'm very glad that I'm doing it now, even now it's, um, you know, I, I could well have just kind of dismissed it and, and pushed it later and later, but it's, it's something that's so important. And I think there's a lot of projects which I could have been more heavily involved in if I would have started earlier. And secondly, is just being like throwing myself in, into the deep end with like presentations and talking to people. I think like, especially when you're, when you're at home, it's, it's quite a new experience because I come straight from school, obviously. So talking to a camera and being on a meeting with, with people, most of them who are older than me, more experienced than me, it's quite hard. And I think a lot of times I almost like pulled out as oh, I'm, I'm happy to pass that project on to a, another person. I'm happy to sit this one out or I'm happy to shadow on this one. But the only way you learn, you know, like we've mentioned is, is by failing fast and almost getting those hiccups out of the way early. So I wish I would have started a little bit earlier, but yeah, not, not, not many regrets at all. So I'm, I'm really happy to, to be where I am. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm so glad you brought that up. And that's something that I talk with my team, the account development reps at, at Meraki. It's so critical to their development is building their brand and building their network and those presentation skills and talking to managers and directors, right? And really walking off that, you know, the ledge and seeing what else is on the other side. Because if, you know, if you're doing incredible work at this company, mm -hmm but you're not intentional about who you're sharing that messaging with, right? If your boss doesn't know, or your boss's boss, or the teams that you support don't know the work you're doing, it can only go so far, right? So I love that you mentioned getting out there, building your brand, those presentation skills that is so crucial to do early on. And I think some folks think, oh, I don't want to kiss up. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to overstep, but really it's about your development, right? And mm. your brand. And, and the sooner you can get out there, the better. And there's a way to do it, right? That's not braggy, but it's more like, hey, these are my skills and this is what I'm working on. And I want to share it with you. And this is the impact that I'm making, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think as soon as you're kind of living living at your edge, it's <clears throat> it's hard, but it's also it's also a lot of fun. Like once you realize that it's you're, you're not going to fall off the edge and you're just kind of walking and you're enjoying the view, 
this is a very long metaphor, <laughs> but it's, um, it's, it's a lot of fun and, and you almost get, get kind of almost addicted to that high of, of, you know, be, being at your maximum capacity. And that, that's when, when you grow the most, you have the most fun and it's, it's good to finally, I, I feel like I'm here, may, maybe the edge is a little bit further, but I'm definitely closer to my edge than I was before. And I'm good. We'd love that. Maybe this slogan is just living on the edge. We'll mm, just go with that. I, li- I like it. Uh, I agree with you. Title of the episode. <laughs> Title of the episode, Living on the Edge. There is no growth in the comfort zone. While it is comfortable, there is no growth in the comfort zone. So it's so, um, it's uncomfortable, but, you know, mm. pushing yourself and growing and develop. I mean, that's like my number one thing is I don't want to feel bored. And if mm. I'm bored, I'm, I know it's time to change it up, right? I want to push myself. So one, one, one of the quotes I love about that is a smooth sea never made a skilled sailor. Mm. We, you and I could just riff and do a metaphor episode. <laughs> a metaphor battle. I love that. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Well, hey, it was a pleasure chatting with you. And it's early morning for me and it's night for you. But I'm so glad that we made this work. And it was a really fun conversation. 100%. I really agree. So thank you so much for, for having me, Sammy. Of course. Thank you so much for coming on the Meraki Unbox podcast. Um, That wraps up another episode, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, We're coming into the holiday season here. Be kind, take care of yourself, go on a lot of walks, listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, We'll be back in two weeks with more content and hope everyone has a wonderful day. Take care. (laughs) 